Hey, it's Trisha from The Light FM. So excited to speak with Pastor Greg Berkey from Community Baptist Church in the Claremont, North Carolina area. We've been following the situation with recent storms all around Claremont, North Carolina, and we're speaking with him about how he's been seeing Jesus working. This is what hope sounds like. How do you find and keep hope alive? This week, because of the storm, those who turned against us before are now down here. They gave, they're, they're hugging us and loving on us and we're loving on them. So to see God turn something awful into something that God is using to soften hearts and to bring people to Christ, this is how Jesus is now working. My hope is centered totally, completely in Him. This is what hope sounds like. Pastor, thank you so much for thank speaking you. with us today. Great to have you here. We sure do appreciate you and appreciate what you've been doing in this area. Sure. And what, just would you explain to us a little bit about this area, what you've been seeing and what happened with the recent storms? It's been devastating. Uh, you know, it's just a week ago that mm -hmm. uh, you never expect these things to happen, you know, and uh, but it does. And uh, so we were hit with a tornado. Uh, there was no warning whatsoever. Matter of fact, the meteorologists are kind of stunned that uh, they never saw it either. And so, uh, but uh, people were here. We were not at our house, thankfully. We we're just down the road. But it uh, came back to a lot of devastation. A lot of homes are gone. Uh, we have one deceased, several who were injured down here. And uh, a lot of folks are displaced right now. Mm -hmm. And so we've been trying to, uh, with our church and our other ministry with Auto Race and Outreach, trying to do some care for a lot of the folks who are still here and uh, trying to sort through, you know, what do we do now? Tell us a little bit about some of the outreach that you've been involved in. We've uh, actually been here in this community for 17 years, lived here. And so uh, the pastor of the church at Community Baptist and then also Auto Race and Outreach, we actually do evangelism of all things uh, in NASCAR. And so, but living here, this is now the focus of our ministry right now. Uh, of course, we're not racing right now, so the Lord worked all of that out. But uh, these are our, our neighbors, our families and friends down here. And so uh, a lot of them have lost their homes. And so what we've tried to do is that a lot of the local communities are trying to do what they can to, to donate things and to find out what is needed. Mm -hmm. So they've come to us since we're kind of at ground zero here and live in the community uh, to uh, bring donated supplies here. We're making that available to people. I've uh, been out with all of our neighbors praying. Uh, we've cried a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, with our folks and uh, because they are so close and dear to us, but uh, we love them. And uh, we've been praying for this community for some time, you know, that uh, the Lord will open up hearts and, and He is. Wow. It's amazing how something so difficult and painful um, can bring about changes in people's hearts. It does. Now, when you talk about this area and you being neighbors with the people that have hit, you're literally their neighbors. Right. You are on the street where a lot of the devastation took place. Tell us about what happened for you that day. Uh, for my wife, uh, she had a hair appointment actually uh, <laughs> on that particular day in Claremont. And so it was raining so heavily that day that uh, I took our family down there. And so it was lunchtime. And so I got a bite to eat while I was waiting for them. We saw the wind kick up and we thought, well, it was just like a straight line wind and it'll be gone. And it didn't last very long. But uh, 10 minutes after the appointment, we're coming back here and we saw the downed trees as we're coming back to our mm -hmm. neighborhood. Turn the street and all the emergency vehicles are just starting to arrive. And I turned to my wife and said, we've been hit. 
And, uh, and so we pulled into the, our driveway, kind of took a quick glance of all the situation here. God spared our home, uh, which we were so thankful for. Uh, not, did not get any actual structural damage, just shingles and stuff like that, trees. But God spared us. Our neighbors have been hit on both sides of us. Uh, and just literally down the street, just a few homes, those homes are gone. So that's, that's what we came back home to. It must have been such a painful experience. It was. And uh, we, we had neighbors, the police were just starting to arrive and try to go house to house, you know, check on everybody who they could find. They were doing a search for people trapped. Um, they were doing CPR on one of the folks that we lost down here. And so it was, a, it was everything just in, in motion at that particular time. And so all I could do is just take off down the street. I'm also uh, part of the Homeowners Association. And so, again, we know everybody and checking on everybody in that way, too, all of our neighbors. How is everybody recovering? What, what's the status like for some of your friends and neighbors? It's, it's difficult. Mm -hmm. it, it truly is. Um, many of them are holding up well, but uh, you know down deep inside that they're hurting very, very badly. Oh, yes. And uh, when uh, I've never experienced anything like this before in my life where you just lose everything, uh, loss of life, loss of health, and loss of all your property too. And then to go the traumatic part of it, of just seeing it happen, being here when it does happen. But you hear so stories that where God did provide protection for some. Uh, we had one down the road that, of course, the kids were home. Uh, they didn't have school in this area because they knew the bad storms were coming and it had rained so heavily. So one fellow down the road, he's a believer, loves the Lord, and his kids were home. And so he sent his kids before the storm hit, the tornado hit, down to some neighbors that actually were in a valley. And so his house got hit pretty heavily, but his kids were okay. And uh, to another house that was not hit so severely. And so you see those kind of stories mm. of God's protection through it all. Absolutely. Yeah. How have you been seeing Jesus at work through all of this? God, I kind of give you a little bit of background uh -huh. to let you know how the Jesus has worked. Um, it's a difficult area in many ways because of addictions and uh, because of that kind of control down here too. Uh, several years ago during COVID, because we wanted to, we were not having evening services at our church any longer because of COVID. Uh, and so we started a Bible study here in our house uh, for evangelism. We had a great burden to reach the street for Christ. And so some of the folks that were coming to that were, were coming out of addiction, were part of addiction. And we began to see God working in their hearts and their lives. And, uh, but because of that too, the ones who control it attacked us. And uh, that was a difficult thing to go through. But uh, now, uh, a couple years after that, one of those who were coming who were addicted have now been saved. They all go to church, the family go to church, the kids are all been saved. And, uh, and so we thank God for that. This week, because of the storm, those who turned against us before are now down here. And uh, they gave, they're, they're hugging us and loving on us and we're loving on them and praying with them. So to see God turn something awful into something that God is using to soften hearts and to bring people to Christ. I know that there was a lady saved down the road on Saturday uh, by one of the chaplains uh, that were coming through here. So this is how Jesus is now working. Absolutely. Yeah. He can take anything that's terrible and make it, bring good from it. Right, he can. And it's amazing that this road you've been praying about for years mm -hmm. to try to have people saved. And this is the road that experienced the storm. Yeah. But now the people are starting to find Jesus as a result of all of that right. work. Exactly. 
what amazes me is that you started to plant the seeds years before all of these other things have happened, but that is part of the whole process. Right. Right. That's amazing. So you were obedient. What would you say to someone who has a call on their heart to to start something maybe in their community? Uh, what would you say to them? I'd say if the Lord lays it upon your heart, do it. And if you have a burden, do it. Uh, and it may start out small. And, and actually, uh, when we started the Bible study, it did not last for a long time because that's when the attacks began. Uh, we had to call in the sheriff's department because my life was threatened to be killed and everything else. And so wow. it, it literally had gotten to that serious of a point. And so we were looking at this like, well, that was a failure. You know, that that added up to nothing. We tried and this is what we got. So what it took, you know, three years later for a lot of the fruit to actually be displayed and what God was actually doing in hearts. And it wasn't a waste. Mm-mm. And so you just plant the seeds, you just be obedient and the Lord brings the harvest in his time. That is really inspiring. Yeah. Tell us about some of the uh, people that are helping now, mm-hmm. some of the community members or even people not inside the community that are helping. That has been overwhelming to us. Um, uh, this all has come together now to see the outpouring of love. And you know what? When tragedies like this happen, you know who shows up? The church shows up. And and we've seen that in a big way. Uh, we are benefactors of ourselves, even we, we the destruction that we had at our own home and trees and all of that. Uh, a few days after that, Samaritan Purse shows up. Mm. And uh, they took of everything. They They chopped down the trees. They cut it all up. They even brought a chipper. So you can't even see the destruction that was here. Wow. And, and it was so neat, too, because we all gathered around. We prayed. Some of the chaplains came over. And, and I'm so used to being on the giving side of that. It was neat to be on the receiving side of that, too, uh, as a preacher. But to uh, one of the guys shared devotions with everybody, and it was just neat. And, you know, the people who come as volunteers, they didn't come for glory. Uh, they come because they've experienced compassion in their own heart, the love of Christ in their own hearts. And that's what the church does. And then you go out and you share it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like to look at this with all the volunteers that have come out with the Samaritan's Purse. Uh, the Baptist disaster relief teams have been out here. And then also community partners that businesses have been out here too. Uh, our church has been out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just so many, a lot of individuals have just showed up and saying, what can we do? Mm-hmm. Uh, contractors have been out here showing up with their equipment. What mm-hmm. can we do where we need to go? And so it's been an amazing thing to see even the progress in just a few few days. So people out literally picking up branches yeah. and painting and repairing that kind of thing. Yeah. And so just, it was so much debris everywhere. Uh-huh. And so they had teams that would actually just do the tree teams. And, uh, and then they had teams that were called debris teams. Just go out and pick up the debris and yeah. stack it. And, and uh, if you're down here, you'll see the work has been done. Are people's homes being repaired completely? Have people Not yet. Yeah. Right now, for those who do have insurance, we're going through mm-hmm. that process with that, and that takes time. So you'll see a lot of the homes still have tarps on them. Some of them have been condemned already, and so nothing being done to them. And so those people have moved in with family. They're out of the area already, many of them. Uh, one of the saddest things to watch for us is to watch our communities, um, our neighbors not leaving. Uh, pickup trucks full of whatever they could find, you know, and whatever they could pick up and leaving the area. And so that, that's been difficult to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I noticed when we were coming in that uh, your garage area over there is full of food and looks like water and yeah. supplies. Can you explain what's going on there? That, that just kind of happened. Uh, that was not something that we asked for, but um, I'll call out a couple people and businesses. We have an RV dealership here in Claremont, Blue Compass RV. I've got several friends that work there, and so they contacted us. They knew that we live on the street and said that we want to do something. And so uh, what do you need? And so that was like the day of or the day after everything took place. And I said, right now, people are cold. They need, they need tarps for their roofs. They need uh, bedding. They need, they've lost everything, clothing and food that you can prepare pretty, pretty quickly. You know, something you just like a cup, start from getting poured water in it. And so that's been the kind of supplies that have been coming in. And that's what everybody's grabbing up, whatever they can use pretty quickly. And so we've kind of used our garage as a staging area. And so we've had donations coming in, big donations from, from what they've done with the RV center, uh, from churches that are just showing up, uh, other people, just individuals coming here and dropping things off. It's, it's been almost overwhelming trying to keep up with it, but people are taking it and people are using it. How can we help you moving forward? Number one, and I, I understand that this sometimes can be a trite phrase within us, within the church, but literally, folks, continue to pray. Uh, pray that God will work in hearts and that this, this disaster will not be wasted. You know, that the opportunities that God gives us. And there's other believers who on this street that they've lost their homes, too. And they're good believers. And they've been faithful witnesses down here. But we need prayer that God will help us to be what we should be, to reach who we need to reach, to help who we need to reach at this particular time. So pray. That's the main thing. Absolutely. And how can we be praying for your church? Uh, as we're mobilized and trying to organize things that mm -hmm. uh, God will give strength. And again, and timing is a thing, too, is that the mornings are pretty slow and now it's cold out there. And mm -hmm. so during the afternoons, people are starting to come back to the community, do what they can. And so that's when we're trying to be out there, when the people are out there. Mm -hmm. So just meeting people, continue to pray with people. Mm -hmm. So... What might you say to someone who is in the middle of a storm situation in their life? It may not be a tornado or it may not be uh, a physical storm, but going through something difficult in their life, how they can find hope in the middle of it. The biggest question often that I get in a situation like this and that we've been doing is, is why would a God of love allow something like this to happen? Mm -hmm. There is an answer for that, and that is that we live in a broken world. Uh, we're under the curse of sin, the Bible mm -hmm. says, and these are natural results of living in a broken world and the curse of sin. We often like to blame somebody, and God's not the one to blame. And through it all, you need to understand that God still is God is loving, God is kind, God is gracious, and God is merciful. And you will mm -hmm. see that on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And so whatever storm that anybody's going through, sometimes you get the word, it's cancer. My wife has gone through that. And God gave grace, and uh, God provides the needs. And through tragedies like this, God gives grace. And if you'll call upon Him and turn to Him, and He'll provide everything that you need. That's so true mm. and so inspiring. 
And thank you for sharing that. That is good preaching right there. Appreciate <laughs> you. Well, and that's, that's what we need. That's what we need. So thank you for sharing your thank story you. with us. Thank you for what you're doing. Uh, and thank you for your example of faith in the middle of difficulty. We're going to be praying for you, Pastor Greg. Thank you. And we'll join you the next time on the What Hope Sounds Like podcast.